when are you starting? I've already started recording. <laughs> oh, that should be that's a good start. That's a good start. And on that note, hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. Always a good start. Keith's ruining everything already. I, I like to, you know, it's good if we have a build. You know, you, you, you crash the car and then you get out and you're like, well, I guess we can fix it from here, right? It can all have nowhere to go but yeah. up. <laughs> so now that train wreck's out of the way, we'll go to some other train wrecks where I get to say I told you so, which... I always do, because I'm always right. And then we'll talk about Sony, Ubisoft, and Sega. A very game-oriented one. Not all positive, but we'll start with uh, start with me just telling, saying I, I told you so. Starfield's been confirmed as an Xbox and PC exclusive, which, think about as soon as it was announced that they were buying Microsoft, I went, that's going to happen. So, I told you so. I mean, come on. It was obvious, I know. It's an easy win. And I can't blame them uh, for doing it, so. Yeah. Uh, but you were opposed to the sale because of that reason, weren't you, Keith? I was. But, I mean, it's just the nature of things at this point. What are we going to do? You, you can't even fight it. No. <laughs> well... I mean, perhaps there is an upside in that, uh, you know, the developers will be focused only on one environment because both PC and Xbox are on DirectX 12. So it's, uh, it's, it's perhaps easier than having to deal with another platform with another, you know, entirely different set of APIs. And I sort yeah. of get that devil's advocate look, but. It's not the fact that they've developed on other APIs that screws Bethesda games up. It's the fact that their engine is older than Everest. And but isn't Starfield getting a new okay. engine? Isn't I that? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, actually, uh, this week we also had uh, a more prominent leak about uh, the you know some images showing some images of uh, of the game. From an older build, but it still still looks quite quite a bit better than uh, the latest games they made. So, it, and it's supposed to be, like I said, a very old build, possibly from three years ago. Mm. So, things are looking rather promising on that count. So, it's aesthetically, yeah, they can. Is that's not really been the issue with their games, like. You look at Fallout 76, it looks good enough, but it's the fact that everything underneath it was broken. Just a big shambles. It's like like putting a load of glass into a bag and then shoving a gerbil in there and just smashing it against the wall and expecting the gerbil to come out fine. It's not happening. I mean, that's a good way to put it, so... That's just what happened with... That's what happens with the games, and I still like their games. Or oh, I did up until seventy six. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I, I didn't I, play. They really need to so. work on. Yeah, they need to work on. They just need to make sure they get a lot of testing done and don't rush it. Well, uh, yeah. Hopefully, Microsoft can throw a lot of Q and A at uh, this game because it's supposed to be, you know, the first game 
first big game that will come out of this partnership slash acquisition. And uh, mm. so it, they can't they can't have it too buggy, I guess. Uh, they got to get this one right, or else people aren't yeah. people are going to lose faith in that whole, like you said, the whole buyout, the partnership with it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's. I think I don't think they'll lose faith in the partnership. I think I think if Bethesda get this wrong, people will just lose faith in them. Because yeah, they've lost. Fallout they've tripped too many times. Yeah, Fallout seventy six was sort of the even with their old games, everybody just let them let them go because it's like they're such massive games and there's so much to do that you could just let it go. But then when you look at seventy six and you look back and you think they've really not advanced anywhere in about a decade, just visually. The actual gameplay tends to be quite much the same. Yeah, so, but I mean, but... even the fact, uh, you know, that it's uh, their first sci-fi setting, you know, you're going to space. So I'm guessing it will have to be different, even in mechanics in some ways, because it's just not the same as, uh, you know, yeah, you, you would hope so, but Ubisoft keep managing to release the same, same open world tower tower climbing game even in every single different genre i'm half surprised they haven't got a flight sim where you climb towers please don't you you have to communicate with air traffic control towers to unlock the runways in the vicinity (laughs) we'll get to ubisoft later actually but um yeah i think that's easy pickings i told you so we all knew it was coming it's disappointing but it's for playstation owners but you don't spend $7 billion on a company and uh, you don't take over a massive company like that and not keep their games to yourself. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on the counter-attack by Sony, uh, not long after it was announced, I'll let you talk about this, Alessio. Yeah, we've also had some news from Sony this week. Basically, they confirmed they have uh, quite a lot of games in development for the PS5 uh, from first-party studios, uh, about 25. And uh, perhaps even more interesting is the fact that uh, almost half of them will be new IPs. Yeah, uh, Yeah, that's perhaps surprising to an extent because, of course, PlayStation has been... uh, you know, creating a lot of successful franchises, you think they want to? They'd want to continue them, uh, but uh, they'll continue them. But it's a well-known fact that the launch of a new generation is the best time to launch a new IP. So it makes sense. Um, what I like about it is that they're not all AAA games, so you've got something for everybody. Hopefully. Yes. I want a new yeah. Dead Nation. Huh. It'd be interesting if they did the sort of like a strategy game. Have Sony ever released a strategy game? Uh, that's <laughs> certainly not recently. Yeah, uh, I can't recall. I just like, like I said, Dead Nation is one of those games like I loved back in the day on the PS3. Me and my wife played through it several times. I want another game like that. Co op. 
where you're in the same room, you can play with somebody that's next to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll have to pay that for that extra. I'll, I'll pay it. Co-op DLC. I'll pay it. No, it's yeah. um, it's a good move by Sony. They of, they know obviously that news is. The fact that they're losing out on the Bethesda games, so they want to hit back with like, yeah, well, so what? We've got all these games coming out. And the simple fact is, and it always has been a fact, that Sony first-party IPs are by and far, well, they just leave Microsoft's offerings in the shade. Microsoft have got nothing compared to Sony when it comes to first-party IPs. It's very true. Well, that's... I'd say, I mean, they have the APs, especially now with all the acquisitions, but uh, they don't have, I mean, they haven't had at least the execution, a similar yeah. level of execution. Uh, even, uh, I just mean in general, even Microsoft's best IPs, you're probably looking, the best one Microsoft's got that can keep up with Sony is the Forza Horizon titles. Um, even Forza itself's dropped off and I suppose you could say Halo if you include all the 5,000 books, animes, films, and everything else that people waffle on about saying, well, it's great because you can understand the game if you watch this 20,000 hours worth of content. <laughs> Keith. Uh, but no, yeah. yeah, Sony, they've got a lot to offer. And new IPs, that's always a good sign. And I think we're going to see... Even then, like you mentioned, they've got a lot of older IPs, so we're not going to see the end of, I don't know, Dad of Boy, God of War. Uh, we'll probably see Nathan Drake <laughs> come back again. Um, obviously, we've got Ratchet and Clank coming. Yeah. Someone is excited about that. Ratchet and Clank is, is good stuff. It's really good. I love it. It's one of my one of my favorite series. It's, I remember it from playing it back on the PS2, and I loved it then. You know, uh, Ratchet. And, what I mean, what alternatives do you have for Ratchet and Clank these days? I mean, the closest you really have is, um, and, and outside of Mario, obviously for platformers and such. But yeah, I mean, uh, where we have Crash Four, it's about time. Oh, we don't, we don't now because that studio's moved over to. It, yeah, exactly, and, and then you have the Super Lucky's Tales series, which I tried it. It's it's good for kids, you know, because it's but it, it it feels hollow. But when you Probably play the closest some... you can think of, like you said, there's Mario and um, ukulele. Yeah, you know, ukulele's not bad. That's not a bad platformer, but it still it feels like it's missing something. But when you play, like yeah. when I've been playing Ratchet and Clank lately, it feels like a, a a whole game. Like it's a well thought out. You don't feel like it's it doesn't feel like a clone. Everything else feels like a clone of it. And yeah, it's sad because I miss those days. Because like Jack and the original Jack and Daxter's games, like I love the Sly Cooper. Come on, give me some new ones. Gex three. Gex exactly. Uh, even even Spyro. I mean, in in the best Spyro yeah. games that we've gotten were the remakes. You know, it's yeah. not new and original. So, I think I feel like there's we're missing. I mean, I am looking forward to Psychonauts two on the Xbox. Like, yeah. 
you know a lot oh, of people yeah. a lot of people are complaining about the the graphics looking kind of uh stale but i don't care as long as it's psychonauts and more of that warped yeah warped sensibilities entering you know, get, some weird give me more of that yeah. i think you know we we've hit a point where we're just deluded in some things like one of the you know I don't know. I feel like platformers are missing out. I think we're missing a lot in the platforming seg- section. Even with games like like Infamous, would be a good game to 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 kind of pick back up. I know we had Second Son on the PS4, which that's a. Um, I think that game got like I'm playing it too on, on my you know whenever I get a time. I feel like that game got. I, I think they messed up by shoehorning in too much gimmicky controls into the game that turned a lot of people yeah. off because otherwise it's a very solid game. Um, I, I want more of those. I want, I want that sense of adventure and scale and, and discovery again. I don't need to just shoot a whole bunch more enemies. Mm. Oh, yeah. I can understand that. You have any so, thoughts so, there? Oh, I mean, it's, uh, it's a fair, fair point. And, uh, at the same time, I think, uh, the fact that Sony is uh, willing to uh, fund all these new IPs is promising because mm-hmm. uh, most of their IPs, uh, or at least their biggest IPs right now, are all in the action-adventure genre. So if they are mm-hmm. willing to do new stuff, new IPs, perhaps it, it has something to do with other genres such as platformers even yeah uh, well we've seen we've seen them start even though it's sort of actiony returnal so again they've started a new ip there so could it go on um days gone again action adventure open world but could we see more of it who knows it's I uh, yeah it's uh, it's one of those weird things there's a lot of areas that sony really could branch out into and as long as they differ it up and keep their, again, Sony tend to have re- really good first-party games, not including that crap Destruction Derby clone that I reviewed. Okay. Moving on, Ubisoft, one of your yes. favorite And actually, I, I was just going to do a good segue there, but I'm going to do it now and interrupt you. So on the topic of platform <laughs> games, Let's talk about Ubisoft, who seem to have abandoned Rayman. Will we ever see him again? Because Origins was so good. You know, they took Rayman back out of the 3D space and put him on a platformer, a side-scrolling platformer, and it's you're right. It's fantastic. It's so good. But I don't think we're going to see more of it, because what Ubisoft have recently announced is that they're going to... They're going to keep on with their AAA games, as always, so like we might see a Rayman open world game sometime soon. But other than that, we're just going to get a lot of free-to-play games. And you've <sighs> just posted... Yeah, you've just posted about one of them, haven't you, Alessio? The Division yeah, we... Heartlands of Tom Clancy's we... Ghost Recon Wildfire Hawks burning down. Yeah, basically the... They, you know, previously they mentioned they wanted to do, I think, four or five AAA games per year. Yeah. That was their goal. And now they basically said, you know, maybe we don't need that many, but we are on the other end. 
we are going to try to do more high quality free to play <clears throat> release for all franchises uh, because of course that lets them uh, go into the mainstream even more and the first one is the division artland uh, which we got a few leaks of today showing some gameplay and and info but uh, yeah so we may very well get a free to play assassin's creed not too long not too long in the future uh, i should to think what they're going to be like uh, yeah there should yeah. be i mean it should be high quality free to play games not just you know gacha mobile games but uh, yeah it's you know there will be battle passes and uh, microtransaction for sure you know, oh, yeah. it feels oh, like they've good. been working towards this for a while. Almost like it was the end game. It's like, you know, the way their games have been over the past few years, it you buy the game and then you load in and it feels like you're playing a free-to-play game with the way there's so many purchasing options in in more than other people, even more than than EA. It's like everywhere you go there's a, an option to buy something in you know, uh, but those are mechanics that I'm okay with in a free-to-play game where you get the game. It's why it doesn't bother me with like Genshin Impact. You know, it's like they give you a, it's a free-to-play game. Yeah, it's a you give it. They're giving you the game, right? And you can grind away and enjoy yourself, or you can buy your time-saving mechanics. I think the yeah. reality is that Ubisoft have seen the the two games that have made them so much money over the past four, three, four years are, ha, have become free-to-play and they're still incredibly successful. Rainbow Six Siege and um, Piranha. Yeah, look and, at... look at What, what the yeah. heck is that? Uh, EA recently mentioned that most of their revenue are coming from microtransactions and mobile. So... Yeah, there is no no argument that uh, in terms of revenue, uh, microtra- microtransactions are the biggest source for companies these days. So, does anybody yeah. feel like the hardcore gamer is going to start migrating away? Because gaming is huge now, right? I think we can all agree gaming is a massive, massive thing. Um, there okay. are there are more casual gamers than hardcore gamers. There used to be most, you know, it used to be more mostly people who play games, play games because they love games. A lot of people play games now as a, a a pastime, not a you know, not as like a oh this thing I love to do. It's like literally like hmm, I'm playing a game to pass some time. I don't know that I want to spend sixty seventy bucks on the game, but if I can play get it for free and drop a few bucks every now and then, um, but I think that people like the the three of us who we love a good solid story. We love a good solid experience. We're probably going to find ourselves migrating more and more to the indie scene, like indie game developers. Do you think? Do you think we're going to lose some of this? The the AAA studios focus on us. See, I don't. I think the folks will be, if anything, the AAA studios will just utilize the big brands that they make in the the you know the massive games such as ubisoft are now doing with the division and god knows whatever else like you say and possibly an assassin's creed down the line 
So the companies will do that. They'll utilize the big names there to draw, to make the hardcore gamers, well, the avid games go over to the free, try the free play as well as get new people in. Look at Call of Duty with Warzone. That's oh yeah, precisely what it's all about. I mean, Warzone, yeah. the, Call of Duty doesn't even have to sell another game in the next few years. Literally just keep pumping out updates to Warzone. Again, yeah, but they, they always will sell it because it mm-hmm. refreshes yeah. everything for the main. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, actually, the it's interesting that you you're saying that because uh, uh, following this comment, which came out of uh, Ubisoft's uh, conference call uh, from Ubisoft's uh, chief financial officer, uh, basically, you know, one of their analysts actually went to Twitter to clarify. Yeah, that uh, they were not going to take away from AAA games, premium games. They were just going to add more free-to-play games to what they've been okay. doing. And, and actually, he pointed to Call of Duty as an example, which mm-hmm. is to say that uh, because obviously that's, I think, um, the target for any company that wants to branch out, uh, you know, doing a free-to-play Call of Duty a free-to-play game like Call of Duty Warzone, and then also a AAA premium game. I think that's the future, you know. So you have both uh, both sides covered. Makes sense. Yeah, I think the the sad thing is that it will. I don't. It's not that it's going to cost us the AAA games that we know are coming already. It's just that some companies aren't going to be as adventurous. You'll find some going the way. Of, I don't think Ubisoft will ever go full full Activision because they've got so many brands. But you look at Activision, they've got five or six studios all working on Call of Duty in one form or another. I don't even know of any other studio that they've got working on a different game. I genuinely don't. And whereas Ubisoft, they've got, they're going to have their studios working on your Far Cry, The Division, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe in 2030 when Skull and Bones finally comes out. <laughs> and um, probably 2040 style. when is, Beyond Good Is that Good another Chris prediction? 2030? No. 20, 2022. They'll, they'll shove it out because they've spent so much money on it already. Fair enough. They'll shove it out just to recoup some costs. And the same with Beyond Good and Evil. That must have had some money spent on it by now. Because it was announced like when I was two year old. (laughs) I'm fairly sure the second one was announced before the first one was even thought of. Somehow, it feels like it's gone on that long, this saga. It's going to end up being like Prey by the time it comes out. It'll have nothing to do with its namesake and nobody will recognize the game. It's already got nothing to do with it because it's some bland open world Swearfest. Exactly. According to the trailers. Free to play. It'll end up being the freemiumest game ever. God. It best not be. I loved the first one. I really did love it. I, I did. I, so did I. But yeah, I think Ubisoft will keep. Some companies, such as Ubisoft, will keep doing their their other AAA games, like they've recently done Immortals: Phoenix Rising and such as that. They'll just carry on doing that, but they yeah. will 
they'll probably get hire a few more people to work on. They'll hire a few more people, and those on the downtime between games will be making freemium games. Doesn't surprise me. So Um, what's Sega doing? What's it? I need to know (laughs) about this. Go on, Alessio. Well, I think uh, they're doing fine. You know, Uh, they've uh, they've had uh, quite a few successful releases uh, between. Atlus as well, and also the PC side, which uh, uh, Chris loves with Total War and stuff like that. They're finally bringing more Yakuza games to to PC, and uh, basically they've uh, you know they're aiming to apparently revive more of their franchises, which is about about uh, overdue. Since uh, you know some of their franchises are so classic, and yet they haven't been used in a very long time, you know, Virtua Fighter, or Panzer Dragoon, or Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, stuff like that, and uh, so more of those revivals, and also apparently they are aiming to create a so-called super game. Mm. <laughs> I think they mean. That they want to create a massively successful AAA style game again, which they haven't done in a while. To be fair, it's, it's debatable because I tend to find that the like the Yakuza games, sure they're not on the they're not budgeted at like forty million dollars like your other big games, but they're just as good. If in fact they're better than most AAA games, and they are AAA by any sense of the word. In fact, AAA is such a crap definition because it doesn't yeah, mean it's good. No, I like, I but I, I get where they're coming from. Um, what? No, what but are... it does mean that uh, you know a AAA game tends to get more attention. So yeah. if you they get the budget, yeah, mm-hmm. if you can make a good game that is a AAA game which has the budget and the marketing, so you get a lot of visibility. So yeah, yeah. So like, like I get yeah. that, but I, I think some people get the misinterpretation that just because it's listed as a AAA title, that it's going to be a good game, yeah. or a great game, or that it, it that if it's not a AAA game, it's a bad game. I guess is more more so what to, what I'm trying to say. I mean, I imagine we're going to see. In fact, I already know for a fact. For Virtua Fighter was listed in I think it was Korea where the versions going to be released soon on the PS4 again. So Virtua Fighter's just getting another version out in first in so long, so wouldn't be surprised because fighting games seem to be coming back slowly. Yeah, but can we get another Not Alien even. Isolation? God. Oh, that would be good. Well, actually... Right? <laughs> it's, it's about time that we... We finally saw something of that uh, new FPS IP from Creative Assembly. So I hope they they show something between E3 and Gamescom. Well, that could be, yeah, that could be the AAA. Well, that could be one of the AAA super games. And Creative Assembly have proven themselves, well, very, very apt at doing whatever they want. They're quite competent. Just depends which studio it is though. If it's the one in Horsham here in the UK, they're the one who they're the primary one. They're making some fantastic games. They've got obvious Creative Assembly over in um, I think it's um, Bulgaria. Yeah, 
and they're the ones that made Total War Saga Troy, which, again, still a very good game, but that was their first ever major release after just supporting on other Total Wars and doing DLC. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, they've been remastering. They've remastered Total War Rome, the first one, the one that put Total War and yeah, Creative on the map, and they keep re-releasing Yakuza. In fact, the second Judgment game was announced not that long ago as well. Yeah, uh, they also said that uh, basically the action side will be on Judgment and uh, Yakuza will be turn-based. So, yeah, could be. Yeah, that thing was there. The studio is very good. Ryugaku, yeah, Ryugagotoku studio. They make some bloody good games. So you can't. I just think it'll be interesting to see what titles, if any, they revive. I, I imagine we could see Virtua Fighter, especially because a, a version in Korea was recently sort of leaked. Is even if it's just Virtua Fighter Five again, but again, horror games are t- coming back. So could we see House of the Dead? Mm. And and open worldy stuff, Crazy Taxi. Who knows? Yeah. Ooh, crazy Alone in the that dark. Yeah, that wasn't Sega. No, I still. But you did horror games. You got me thinking. Like, what would be yeah. great? Third. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think. Yeah. And get Uwe Boll to come in and write the script. I want a VR House of the Dead. Directed by Uwe Boll. I I don't care who directs it. It would be great. He it would be hilarious if he did it, but I mean, think about it. A, a VR House of the Dead game. Why has that not happened? Why has that not happened? Yeah, that seems like a perfect match indeed. Especially because yeah. House of the Dead's just always been so, so good. What was it? The typewriting one. Typing of the oh, Dead. I love, <laughs> I love it. So, so yeah, <laughs> I think that's. Every, I I I like Sega. They're a very good. They're, they're one of my favorite publishers, and they have some great developers under them. Um, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of them, especially because Relic is Sega as well. So once they've done with Age of Empires 4, what could Relic be making? Good point. Yeah, I think that's everything from me on there. Yeah. So, what so yeah, been... so... Just a general case. So, so what? I mean, I'm playing Total War, Three Kingdoms. That's what I'm playing recently. I think I've got. It's still a ten out of ten game. That's all I can say about it. As I say, most people that I know that play Three Kingdoms are that even whenever it first came out, they are still playing it. I love it. So I I hear very good things. If you're a, a strategy game fan and you're not playing Three Kingdoms, what are you doing with your life? I gave it ten out of ten. That and that was my first ever ten out of ten. So, and if you're still playing it, I, me. well, and if you're still playing it, I think that speaks to 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 your commitment to to that rating. So, yeah. Huh. What are you two playing, Alessio? You go first. Well, okay. Uh, as I said earlier, I'm playing. Uh, well, I I finished playing uh, Resident Evil Village, and. Uh, 
I really liked it. Um, I think it's kind of uh, a medley of uh, Resident Evil's best, but uh, you know, at the same time, it's not very innovative. You know, mechanically, it's yeah. uh, that's a it's kind of yeah. I mean, they you know, pre-release they said "Eh, we have a more open environment, which is uh, you know, to an extent, it's true, but not. Not that much, I think. Uh, I think in the future they can, they can perhaps have an even more open environment and uh, perhaps even add a few elements to the gameplay, like for example, stealth. I think stealth could be interesting. Oh, especially because... in the way this one plays out. Yeah, I'm with you. So there is there is room for improvement for sure, but it is still a nice and interesting entertaining ride and uh uh of course um you know there are some that uh, uh you know perhaps wanted to you know the full game to be like uh the second part the one in uh house beneviento but uh i don't know if uh would be nice honestly because i think resident evil is still very much tied to having weapons and shooting it yes. always was that... so that yeah that part is uh is all pity like if you want to so it's that part it of the game really creepy. yeah i say that part is very very good the first time you play it but if you're like me and you're on your fourth playthrough it's so tedious you're just oh. yes You know, well, I must like it. I, I, okay. So, if okay, so everybody likes to give me crap about my 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 love of Resident Evil, right? And my dislike of the longest game in the series, the one that takes the most amount of hours to get through, being Resident Evil Four, uh, because it's extremely te- it's an extremely tedious, uh, um, what's a um, escort mission? That's what it is. It's an extremely tedious escort mission game. Uh, the house Beneviento that 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 was probably my favorite part of the game the first time that I played through. But the reason is because Resident Evil Eight does a great job of switching things up constantly. The gameplay, yeah. the way you play the game, changes each time. So, like the four different houses or lords, when you play them, each one has a completely different tactic. It's a completely different play style. You know, um, when you're in the castle, it's very methodic. It's very old school Resident Evil. Um, unlocking keys and finding gate, you know, the, the, the old school way. Then in, when you're in the ha- the dollhouse is what my wife calls it. It's very much like PT where you're doing puzzles the whole way. And it's about environmental cues. And then when you go to Moreau... It's it's a it's basically it's about moving in sequences, and then in the the the, the factory it's like it's it's like all it's an all out like it's almost like Doom in a way. Yeah, yeah. although I like the. I think it's just know, more that it's fourth playthrough. It only came out like five days ago. Um. Well, on the first, me and my me and my wife played through it the first time. And total time was about 11 hours, 11 to 12 hours. Yeah. 
And, but th when you complete the game, it does not count the cutscene time. So I learned that. So cutscene times aren't counted. So it was like eight hours playthrough. Um, okay. The second time that I played through it, it was two hours and 45 minutes. Um, so okay. now I'm well, on a hardcore playthrough. How is two hours, 45 minutes, not a hardcore playthrough? That's done in like 10, what? what? No, no, hardcore, like the difficulty. Okay. I'm just thinking that's the speed from that thing, two and a half hours. Well, two and three quarter hours. Yeah. So now I'm not trying the to get the longest of games, then, is it? Huh? Not the longest of games, then. Well, it's just like any Resident Evil. Once you know the puzzles and you know where to go, you, you're not doing any of the searching. You're just like, okay, this puzzle, that puzzle, this puzzle, that puzzle, turn, turn, yeah, turn, turn, yeah. go, go, go. You know, um, I mean, I finished Resident Evil 3 and almost just, in just under two hours whenever I speed yeah, run no. it. First time I played That's through awesome. it was like 10 hours. Then it, now I can yeah. beat it in less than two. The, I like doing those speed runs with Resident Evil because it's like, <clears throat> I got an afternoon... What can I do? Let's see how fast I can get through this, and you can kill a few hours. I don't have that. Did, time. You, did you try mercenaries? The I, I I finished it. I'm still trying to get double S on every on all of the 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 uh, settings. My favorite thing to do with mercenaries is literally the M1911. I don't use shotguns, sniper rifles, mines, anything. It's straight pistols, one pistol, and I just get upgraded all the way. Yeah, and other than Resident Evil, now I'm playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So nice. That's uh, that's you know it is uh, a good upgrade uh, over the original version. Uh, although you know there are still some some remnants of a. Almost fifteen-year-old game, uh, yeah. because, for example, the the facial animations haven't been upgraded, so they're still a bit stiff. Nice. But uh, the you know the story is still great, so that's that's the main drive, of course, of these games. Yeah. So yeah, I'm it is, Shepherd, uh, and this is my favorite shop in the Citadel. Oh dear, I haven't game. played it in so long. They're good. Uh, I think I gave worth, away what I'm worth playing. It then? <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Uh, the thing is, if you already played the, the whole trilogy, perhaps even modded on PC, I'd say that uh, you perhaps don't want to buy this uh, full price, for sure. But, yeah. if you've, but if you've never played the game... Uh, these games and uh, yeah then absolutely do it because it's uh, the best way to uh, to play them and uh, you know there are three great games you know minus nice. the ending you know and stuff like that yeah Fair so, enough. so I've been playing obviously Resident Evil 8 a few times <laughs> and um, a few I, times. Uh, yeah and Outriders Outriders is good I'm still I'm still quite a ways off from finishing the main story, but I, I still, it's such a satisfying, I don't know, like that game does, it's a, it does such a good job balancing, making you feel like a total machine, but also being vulnerable enough to not just 
you have to be methodical about the gunplay. And I like that, you know, like, uh, the way that I play, uh, it, it's almost like I, I have to carry a mix of weapons based on the scenario that I'm going in because I like to play a mix of long range and up close. So I have to, I have to flip weapons quite a bit and it does a good job making you balance that because there is no like best all around. You can use just this one thing and you'll be good kind of, kind of deal. So, and, I know the the gameplay is uh, is pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's in it's engaging enough to where I'm not feeling bored, and that's usually what happens with games like that. The boss fights are really good too. Yeah, definitely. So, so that's all for me. Yeah, I think that's everything from me as well. I don't think of anything. Uh, not. Not really. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for everybody for joining us. And uh, yeah, so just keep out for all the free to play premium games coming. Premium. Uh, yay. Yeah. Fucking hell. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you all next week. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.